Today we are joined here together in person to talk about the theatre. Do you want to take it away, Arla? Well, if you don't know me, um, I am and always have been a very avid drama enthusiast ever since I was very, very young. Um, drama has always appealed to me, always been quite dramatic. I'm sure Leah can uh, back me up on that. Yes, she likes drama. <laughs> um, and so... I just kind of wanted to come on here, especially at the moment with COVID. I know at the um, theatres are starting to open up now. Like next week, I'm going to see Six the Musical. Um, oh, everyone's seeing Can- Six at the moment. Yeah, it's because it's down in Canterbury. So it's like, so okay, you? thank you. <laughs> but it's still not uh, very important in the government's eyes. It's still not really one of their main priorities, which I understand. But um, I wanted to talk about how actually drama can affect lots of different people in lots of different ways like it's not just acting there's the people who work backstage the people who are directors music musicians musical directors costume designers all of these people who are who are affected um at the moment yeah something i've seen recently is that um a lot of sports venues and and sports games like the football is on at the moment Mm. that's open back up and um yeah, sports in general has been given a pass on this while the theatre industry is still shutting. And I saw a, I think um, one of the theatres, I think they were supposed to be showing Cinderella. Um, yeah, the new Andrew Lloyd Webber one. Yeah, they had like um, released a statement saying that they had to push it back because of the COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and the government have allowed and like made provisions for and helped the sports industry get back up and running, but not things like theatre. Well, actually, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who is the director and producer of was it him that released the Cinderella yeah he oh, has right. said that he doesn't care he is going to go ahead and the police can come if they want to because he's just fed up and I think the entire drama community is just fed up of the different treatments no what I heard received. though is the one that the one was saying that um they would have done it anyway but they were everyone would have been fined 500 pounds individually and they said that they didn't think that was fair on them uh, so maybe he released another statement possibly i'm not sure who it was i saw um i think lauren she had like posted something about it i think so yeah, yeah. it just it frustrates me and i think we we will go on yeah. to speak about this a little bit more but the different treatments between sport and drama because yeah, my my family are quite avid sport watchers and they're quite happy and they're like, oh yeah, we're going back and we're going to play rugby. And I'm here like, the theatres are still closed. Okay, so when you get out of school, what do you want to, like, do you think you'll continue drama into your adult life or do you think you'll stop it completely? I I talk about it in different ways. I talk about obviously my goal and my dream. My goal, obviously, well, not obviously, I want to go on to do primary school teaching, so right. primary education. So my goal is to go to a nice uni, get my degree, then teach primary, in primary education in primary education right. but then I say that my dream and my dream is to pursue acting as a career as a career so that what would do be you my... think is, is preventing you from carrying like doing acting as a career I feel like 
although you can go off to do it, it's one of those things that I would love, love, love to do it. But when I think realistically about how hard it is to get into the acting community, get recognised, um, if I if this was something I really, really wanted to pursue, I maybe should have gone and done in an acting college, something like that. Obviously, oh, one of the conservatoires. Yeah. Right. I feel like maybe that was the path that I should have taken. Obviously, I go quite a lot. My yeah. friends are doing they're doing it at uni, but I feel like it's too late now to change my. So I'll I'll definitely continue pursuing it. I'll do I I probably lead drama in well, primary, in primary school. schools. Yeah, I would love that. Can you imagine me just teaching them all like, oh no, go over here, do this, do that. Do you do you do um as a stagecoach? No, I that, I um, used, that was so true. Yeah, I used to do it. Um. I joined a few groups. I was part of one for a really long time. I think probably about longer, a good solid at least 10 years of my life. Yeah, because you could always like teach younger years drama and stuff like that as well. I, I am actually working on a workshop at the moment oh, to right, help okay. to do with drama. Yeah, that with, I would, with younger kids. With younger kids, because right. it's obviously benefits um, me wanting to do teaching, but also allows me to like keep teaching drama and keep yeah, being yeah. a part of theatre. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that drama... Is a is a really good tool for younger children. I what developmentally? Yeah, I right. genuinely believe it's part of um, what's called as kinesthetic learning. I won't go into that, but that's basically physical education, physical learning, not PE. But yeah. so children acting through stuff and doing hands-on stuff that helps to aid like their cognitive development skills, um, their hand-eye coordination, memory, all of this sort of yeah. stuff. So drama, I do think, is a really important part of young learning if you think about play you used yeah. to play in the playgrounds you used to that's play, all like, drama that's like exactly and stuff. that's all drama and that's all theatre so I do think it is a really important thing and that is why I took it for yeah. A level partly okay so thinking about that then how do you feel about the government cutting funding to schools art programs yeah oh like, it frustrates the me drama and stuff is so schools. much feel like and this is I don't want to go on a rant yeah. about the government but some people like so many people have gone Oh, drama, that's an easy subject. I'm like, you have no idea. I have 30 mark answer questions. I have uh, like book questions, 10 markers, all of this sort of stuff. Drama is a really important subject for both young and older ages. It really helps, I feel, to bring out your confidence, to help with public speaking, to, to, to analyse work and think about what the artist's intentions and yeah. stuff were. It gives you a different frame of mind for the... For, for the world and so when the government make it sound like it's not important yeah it it frustrates me because I'm like if you took all of the different because loads of people have done scholarly works on this on the importance of acting and the importance of drama um I'm just thinking if you read any of those you would understand the importance yeah. that drama can bring to both young impressionable children obviously when you're young you want to give them this aspect that that drama can give you this imagination yeah. that can help sculpt their minds later on in life in reality like creative skills in general are really important to have as a, as a person growing up like in life in general because life everything yeah. around us is like someone had to design this sofa that we sat on or that microphone or yeah whatever and kind of going a little bit on that if you think about the amount of tv shows you've got crime shows you've got doctor shows you've got lots of different shows that when you watch those actors, I know quite a lot of people are like, oh, I watched this show and like Grey's Anatomy, for example, is the only thing that can come to my head yeah. that actually not inspires people. I'm a but... Grey's fan. 
<laughs> but help people to go maybe that's something that I want to do with my life yeah I feel like theatre and drama well, that's something I definitely don't want to do with my life yeah or yeah. oh wow that you it can it can pass stories if you think about all of the really emotional stories that yeah. you've had like um oh, I, can't, I can't think of one but all of the stuff like world war movies like 1917 yeah that and some of those movies that you just watch those acting it just really helps to portray what's happened to people who who obviously don't know at the moment, but do you think it helps about to conceptualize it. exactly? Yeah. And actually, that's all drama and acting and theatre. Those people all have those degrees. And when you take away funding and you you dismiss theatre, you dismiss such a wide range of our culture. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing, and yeah. also like I feel like it's it holds society together in some ways because like everyone or most people will watch or they'll they'll consume some form of art most people's like downtime or like if you look at people's hobbies that a lot of it is like dance a lot of it is like oh like oh I paint in my spare time and it like relieves me of stress or Mm -hmm. I I do this music course or I do like I do acting and stuff like that some people do sports but even sports people they're like what do they put on when they're working out music some people work out in silence which I think is a bit weird to <laughs> but you know but yeah it, it like you like you're saying it's such a any if you look at any aspect well not any aspect but any aspect I've just repeat myself no but you look at the stuff that we do yeah you will see a form of art in it somewhere yeah and someone had to sit down and, and not necessarily go to drama school or something but someone had to sit down and act or learn how to act or yeah. learn something in some type of way for you to watch that tv show even though they're yeah. like a police officer i promise you they weren't always doing that like and like i guess there are some people who have a job and then they will turn into like an actor and play that sort of role yeah or be an extra but even still like yeah you don't you look at a movie and maybe you'll just see like the actors and you'll think about like the director or the producer but you don't think about costume designers lighting designer prop designer all of the other roles that go into that's why the credits are so long i have a question for you yeah do you think that life imitates art or art imitates life i think it's i genuinely think it's a bit of both i think that life inspires art but art like we're saying inspires life right. art, art helps to go oh let's think about that or like oh that piece of music really moved me okay let's see I think that's really, really emotional. Okay, now I'm going to go off and I'm going to want to become a music composer. Right. That, that art inspires and imitates, not imitates, but that inspires that life. But then at the same time, you think about quite a lot of movies, they're based on or around... Real life events. Events. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because I think, like, yeah, like you say, like, some people, not even, like, a career or something, but when you think about it, like, when you go through a really some people go through like really traumatic or like really sad like life events Mm -hmm. and it inspires them to do something to like release that frustration so they create art from that and then there's also art that can like bring places to life have you ever like seen um especially like um in certain countries they they call it like urban culture but I feel like I feel like it's something that should not be dismissed like when you see places that are like how do I say this some places get defaced with like graffiti and stuff right and it like brings down the value of that area but when you think about it there's such like a richness to some types of art obviously some some like you don't always want people graffitiing all over your stuff but 
when you think about it like some people they'll go and they'll do like murals they'll do like all sorts of stuff and it's like there was a story behind that yeah that's Banksy Banksy yeah graffiti not graffitis but he does graffiti doesn't he well yeah they they do we don't we'd never know who Banksy is but there's and then there's just this want he this person you want to know who is Banksy their paintings sell for thousands millions millions millions. yeah and it's just like but if one person who does that can become so well known but not known the identity but then I understand like if there's swear words or there's just oh yeah there's some like there's vandalism graffiti and then there's just graffiti and then people just expressing themselves I saw this um, little mini documentary about a mum and her daughter who go around and they paint and they paint, I think it's like chickens. I know it sounds really weird, but they're... they're Oh, what, they like paint a picture of a chicken? I thought you meant they like got a chicken and paint. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But they're different styles of chicken. There's like, it's not just a chicken. Oh, they use different art forms to paint a chicken. And there's, I can't remember the the value behind it, but she goes and she's like, this is so important. It's so important to teach my daughter that art can be found anywhere. Art is in the eye of the beholder. That's true, yeah. So that person might think of it and like, oh, this is what that could mean. Whereas one person might look at it and be like, oh no, this is what that could mean. Art and theatre all spark like conversation. I think if you go through life and at the end of it, you're not satisfied or happy with what you've done. I mean, I know that like we all live like, under we all live under capitalism you know but we you know what I'm saying so we all live like if you just live to make money like oh I'm gonna go through school I'm gonna get this job that I don't necessarily want to do but I know it's a safe a safe bet and it'll keep me paid and I'll be able to you know have a nice salary or something yeah a lot of people are in jobs where they feel really unfulfilled with their life Mm -hmm. and they're not like happy with where with where they've gone in life like, remember when we were talking to Kevin Treasure? That was episode three, by the way. Brilliant yeah. episode. Go listen yeah, to it after you listen to it. Yeah. But um, Kevin was talking about how he coaches people um, because they will, like, go, they'll go and they'll get, like, a job and they're, like, they turn around and they're, like, Kevin, I'm so unsatisfied with my life. Like, what do I do about it and stuff? And it's, like, just go and follow, like, follow your passions, your dreams. Yeah. There are people who, as well as, like, growing up, people ridicule people for, like, following certain careers. But then at the same time, it de- it's only if you're successful that you ever get that recognition mm. and that you ever, like, are praised for pursuing that career. People will hate you for it or people yeah. will think that you're so, like, stupid or, like, oh... Don't go or, follow that yeah. path. You won't make it. It's exactly. really slim chances. They'll put you down, but when you get through, then, then like, be... they love you. I always knew you could friend. make it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that is something that is really seen. People... Are like, oh no, it's too risky to go into this if you don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, look at Get- the reasons you're not doing. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I am to blame for that because I am like, well, it can be quite hard to get into that industry, which is true, but that's not a reason to tell someone else not to do it. Exactly. That's my you make that my for yourself consideration. That's yeah. my like thought process. But I've got loads of friends, loads of people in my drama class that I'm like, you can make it. You can, you can definitely you have the skill, you have the talent. Yeah. To be able to go and make it in that industry. You just need to completely ignore the government and the people that will say, oh no, it's quite risky. You just need to go out there. You it's gonna be hard. Yeah. It's always going to be hard to make it. If you speak to anybody who has become a famous actor or actress, 
you will hear them talk about the plight, the auditions they didn't get, the auditions that they thought they were going to get failed there. People telling them they weren't going to make it. Like, I think it was um, Jennifer Aniston. She was on a TV programme, obviously from Friends. She was on a TV programme, quite an, a, 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 a low, not really popular TV show, but she got it. And she then got this role for Rachel on Friends. And she went to the director because she couldn't do both of the jobs. And she said, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to leave this programme. And he went to her, he went, that show will never make it. That won't. That show won't do it. You, you'd better off and stay here. Friends now. And now look, it's she, your show. it is my favourite yeah. show. And it's just like, if she had listened then she to that person, she, she wouldn't be where yeah. she is. And then, okay, go back to episode three again. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't listened to it, really do, because I think that was, it was one of my favourite episodes to film. Yeah, of all of the ones that I've done, it's one yeah. of my favorite episodes. Obviously, not this episode because this is my episode. Yeah, but it was definitely one of my best, my favorites. Yeah, because Kevin talked about how um, he went into drama himself, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, drama acting. He was in film and TV and stuff, and he's like, I think he's written a few shows and, and yeah. directed some he's stuff. Been, he was busy writing one at the time that we spoke. He was to writing him. a book, but not not a TV show. I thought he oh, was no, writing it, a play. it was a screenplay. Yeah, it was a screenplay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he went through that process. Kevin Treasure was telling us about like how he went to drama school and he said that he got he wrote a letter to every single um production company, I think, in London. And he got a stack of rejection letters about this thick, which is like three inches thick. And he sent a letter to one more place and he got the job. And he was just a runner for people, like back, like getting the teas and coffees and stuff for yeah. them. But that's how Miss, he worked our, his way up. Our, our drama teachers told us that that's how most people start out. Most people as start a out, yeah. Even if you're just fetching teas and coffees, like you got to like start from the bottom and work your way up. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really valuable to learn in life, in whatever career, whatever like whatever you're doing. Even if people don't pay attention at the beginning, even if it takes so much, you got like take it as a learning process. Austin Cleon was saying in his book that. Um, even though like you might have a really small audience not many people know about you that's that's the perfect time to put all that work in it's a learning process and you can work with your small little audience until they grow into more people if that makes any sense yeah. you know what I'm saying anyway should we move on to the loud table now I think so okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and away we go all right <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Sophie. And you are listening to The Loud Table. Woo! Yay! <laughs> okay, so as you know, today we're talking about the theatre. And I thought, what better than to get a group of theatre people together? to talk about their passions, their love, and then also we can debate, not debate, but like discuss some issues going on in the theatre industry and also talk about where we want the theatre industry or where we see the theatre industry going in the next few years. So, Isla, so, do you want to start off the conversation? Yes, I will. So, obviously, as Aaliyah said, we're all very much into the theatre. We love the theatre. I think it's something that brings us all together. So, so, like, just in general, what has what does theatre and drama like mean to you, like personally, not just in a broad sense, but what does it mean to you? So, for me, anyway, theatre and drama is like a sense of community. I feel like when I'm in drama class, I feel like I can be 
relaxed. I can be me. But then at the same time, it's quite nice to play characters that aren't me. So, for example, I tend to get the maternal roles because I'm quite a maternal figure, apparently. I can see everyone else nodding. But I tend to get those characters. So I quite enjoy it when I get put out of my comfort zone. Like when I played the the, um, Queen of Hearts, I loved playing that role because it was so out of my comfort zone that it pushed me. So I feel like, as a thing, drama pushes me to my limits. But theatre, when I go and see theatre productions, it's just a real escape. It's, it's, it's like a level up from watching a movie because you're there with the characters. You can feel the emotions of the characters. You can see them and see their raw reactions to everything. So you, it's a real level up from watching a movie. Imagine watching a movie and then imagine watching it in like live. Yeah, I definitely agree with like the community aspect of it because in drama class, I'm friends with people I would never have thought I'd be friends with just because of like, you know, school, usual, like social divides. But then when I go into drama class, I can talk to people that you wouldn't necessarily think I'd be friends with. And we're having a laugh and or even having a serious conversation like it doesn't matter because for some reason drama just sort of creates that like bond in our drama class after our GCSE devised performances we all just started like belting out songs from Blood Brothers because that was what we did for um like a performance sort of aspect and that was what we were studying in terms of theatre though again like Isla said it's just a giant escape like whether it be I'm in a production or I'm watching one becoming a character or watching a character is just a giant escape and it's like you get to go away from the world for a bit but even then what you're watching might be commenting on something in the world so you it's a real balance between like escaping from what's going on but also possibly still having to think about it and I think that's a good thing because I feel like theatre gets a lot of like stick but it also doesn't at the same time not as much as like a TV show or a movie would because realistically only people who want to go to the theatre are going to the theatre whereas with a movie or a TV show most people will watch one of those so yeah it's just very good. Yeah theatre is really important to me because it basically as Isla and Danny have both said it gives me a massive sense of community and it's been such a big part of my life since I've been so young and it's just amazing to be able to have that experience and it just means that I can become friends with people that I would never expect like I'm friends with basically everyone on here and that's just such a strong bond and doing theatre together makes everything feel so much like It provides me with a sense of family with the people I am friends with because they just provide me with such a great support network and because we do theatre together, it makes us become that bit closer. I feel like theatre, there's lots of other things that bring people together, like there's lots of different, like especially like hobbies, but I feel like theatre is a really, really big one. Like Lauren, I've not, sorry I've only known you I've not really had like a proper conversation but I feel like as it goes theatre kind of connects us and brings us because as soon as you were like oh I like theatre I was like all right I'm best friends with this person now like that is just how theatre works it's like oh 
I went to go see blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I've seen that. And then immediately you connect. Like that happened with me and Sophie. Me and Sophie on like first days, we were like, oh, do you like theatre? Yeah, I like theatre. Okay, we're friends now. It just, it just works like that. And that is just how theatre is. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like there's this um, like unspoken language that people have when like you do theatre. You'll say something and someone will be like, I get that. And then you'll suddenly be like, connection I see you I hear you it's like it's nice it's the sense of as you've all said the sense of belonging and like going to like theatre schools and going to like drama classes and seeing all these kind of things like you have such a strong support network as you said and it's really uplifting there's obviously the whole like competitiveness and the like catty side of things but overall it is the sense that everyone just wants to build themselves up and you're on that journey together which I love like for me, um, like drama as a whole, like acting, going to the theatre and seeing that is just about that sense of belonging. Like that's something I personally struggle with quite a lot, like finding a place myself. I struggle defining that. But when I like with you step into like a classroom, you pick up a script and it's like you can be anyone. You can belong to this different group of people. You can do this job. Uh, you can have these problems instead of your own. And it's like, it builds a whole sense of empathy that I think without theatre, without having that drama in schools and that kind of thing, there wouldn't be like such a widespread like sense of it anymore. But yeah. On the topic then, since I'm not, I'm not really a drama person, but um, speaking about like all of your experiences, like building friends at school, um, building yourself in, like personally, like your character and who you are as a person. How do you feel about um, things like the government cutting funding to different schools and like, um, arts industry in general and even like if you look back towards the beginning of the pandemic there was the whole thing about um Fatima the batter- ballerina the ballerina <laughs> the ballerina and like oh she could become this other career now she could do this like how does that make you guys feel and like what's your opinion on that let me tell you I was livid <laughs> I was I saw it when I was on my way um to my drama school because I do like teaching beforehand and I help out and I like showed it to te- my teacher and I just went, have you seen this? And he went, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I can't say anything about it right now because we're in a room full of eight-year-olds. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was, it's horrible to think that people don't consider like acting and theatre as a real job because it relates to everyone. Like even most like film, accomplished film actors start out in some form of theatre class. Um, and doing like musical theatre and whether they don't like whether they continue that or not they always have like a love for it and it's the sense that everyone sees that everyone like everyone knows the Marvel films everyone knows like Lord of the Rings Star Wars they're all actors they're all accomplished actors and people don't say a word about that and but then in theatre they think oh well you're just prancing about on the stage it's so much more than that it's this emotional connection it's this escape it's this sense of community as we've all said it's a sense of belonging and without that I think lots of people would struggle yeah no uh when that photo came out I was um livid and any of my friends listening will probably be laughing to themselves now because they knew about it um (laughs) it's just so annoying because like even now people who want to pursue acting will be told make sure you have a backup Make sure you have something else acting through. You have something to land on. And it's so annoying. And like, 
especially when that photo came out, like we were in a lockdown. People were binging Netflix shows. They were watching loads of movies. And it kind of stems to like, not just theatre, but also into music as well. Like people, people's Spotify's must've been popping off because they had nothing else to do, nowhere else to go. And so I seriously, I think my dad has watched most of Netflix, but like, it was so annoying because these were the same people who were watching all these shows, but they were the same people that were like, oh, theatres don't need to reopen. Theatres don't need help. It, they're fine. They'll come back when they can. And we'll see how many shows co- are able to come back. And it was just like, but they're literally no different to the movies and TV shows that you're watching on Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever. And it was just so annoying to see so many people being like, eh, the theatre industry will live when it was literally like crumbling. There were so many people I follow from like um, the theatre industry. They were doing so many online concerts, so many like streaming things because they needed money, because they weren't being paid. And it's like, there are loads of people not being paid and you're outraged that people are being furloughed and like let off and stuff. Why is your reaction different when they're someone who works in theatre? Yeah, something else that I got quite angry about was because people were saying that, oh yeah, when you work in the theatre industry, you just go out there and you do the same thing every evening. But that isn't as easy as it seems because every single evening you have a fresh audience that have never seen it before. Some people might have seen it before, but they might never have seen you do it before. And you need to have that raw emotional connection with the audience every single time you do that that thing. And obviously you need that in film and TV and things like that as well. But you do that once and it's filmed and it's done. And theatre is so important to so many people. Like, it's really, really important to me because it's just an escape. And even though it's just doing the same thing every night, I like the predictability and I like the way that it's done. And I just feel like the way that it's been treated recently is just absolutely outrageous because it's such an important part of society and such an important part of so many people's lives. Why isn't it being taken more seriously? I don't do theatre, but I do dance and stuff. And when we have shows, yes, we do. We perform, we rehearse the same dance, right, for months and stuff. But it's like building your body, building your, you know, show stage presence. That's another thing that people don't really like take into consideration when you're working in film you just sort of have to be like authentic or whatever but like you always see these cuts and like these like oh the actor messed up and they got to like do it again but one thing about dance is when you're performing it's like you've got that one shot to get it right and then you've got to go off otherwise you know like everyone's watching you live making mistakes but it's like it's a very building I think of a, of a person as well to like like work on something and then get it done and then get it out there I think um maybe we can think about like the mental and like social like aspects of of um theater in that sort of sense because not only are you like socially like building yourself and as like Sophie said and like as many of of you have said it's an escape but also like you're physically like building yourself up as well um when you're whenever you're performing and rehearsing and stuff yeah I completely agree it's 
grueling some plays like there's one that we study uh, in class um called that face which is about um an alcoholic mother who's like relying on her son and it's this like codependency that really isn't healthy and it ends up with um like the son at the end and he's just like an absolute mess he like wets himself on stage and just kind of goes look I am weak I need my mother and then his mother finally realizes I need help I can't take care of him look what I've done and it's like Matt Smith played that in its opening in like 2009 or something like that um and just think having to go through the whole take like caretaker role as someone who hasn't been in that kind of position before I can't imagine how grueling that is but having to like research that and then replicate that time and time again that's that's painful like going back to the thing that Isla said about sport coming from someone who grew up swimming and did like training um 14 hours a week I get the whole distance between them like theatre and sport seem like on completely different planes but it, they're both incredibly grueling there is this whole for me as well there is a sense of adrenaline I get on stage that I won't get anywhere else that I lost in sport and in theatre I found it again but it's just the sense that it's really difficult you have the happy plays you have the musicals and people don't appreciate the, the technical skill in those anyway but you find like heavy plays where they're like two hours of, and you have to replicate like the sob, like sobbing and like the whole anger. And to keep doing that, that takes a massive toll on your mental health. And for like people to come see it one night and then think that was good. Like it's not always appreciated and people forget that it's very emotionally taxing as well. Yeah, I feel like linking back to what we've kind of said, the, the fact that like, people can go and see the happy stuff, but they can also go and see like the problems that we have in our society. Like those are portrayed on stage. And it's like a really important thing. I feel like we learn about these practitioners and like um, Breck, he's a practitioner and he's like wanting to point out political things and things like that. And we don't understand that actually a theatre can have a really key uh like involvement in the issues that we have in our society and I feel like people don't understand that when they think theatre they think oh happy like musicals but they don't think like Lauren said that you can have stuff that can actually point out the flaws in our world not just in our society but in our world and that actually theatre can play a really fundamental and important role in showing what is wrong and what needs to be changed. Yeah linking back to what Lauren said about like building a character I didn't get to do it because of COVID but for GCSE we have to do scripted and the group that um, I was in we got given a play called All Through the Night which is basically about four girls during like the Nazi era and you get to see them as kids and then also like when they grew up and I was playing um, Angelica and as a kid she sort of doesn't really understand because I think she was friends with a Jewish girl and she doesn't quite understand why her friend can't be there and um the sort of naivety as a child but then when she was older her storyline was that she had a baby Hans but he had like um a disability like a like a um a limb difference so 
there was the storyline of her kid literally being taken away from her. And there was this scene where she basically has a breakdown. And in rehearsals, I had to like scream and run around a set and be frantically like a mother looking for their baby because and I had to try and recreate that distress and it's one of those things that I think people take for granted in theatre like you said because they sit there and go that's really good that really like hits my emotions but they don't really comprehend that this person has had to try and think like a mother that has lost their child this person has to get into that mindset and have like total empathy for their character in order for you to feel the way you do and I feel like mental health especially with like the competitiveness of it and some of the things that go on in drama schools like the culture around them people don't quite get the effect it can have on people who are actually providing this amazing escape and performance for everyone kind of um going off of what we've said like in general <clears throat> what do you think that like because we've kind of talked a little bit about what theatre can bring to like our society but do you think that it can do anything else for you or for those around you like what has it done so so like me theatre's kind of brought um like I know we've talked about like a sense of community but it's brought me more than that it's brought me like traditions like I go to the theatre every um year for my birthday and that's something that I've now done since I was I think it must have been since I was five I've been going for a long time and that's now something that me and my mum now get to share together she might not necessarily like some of the productions and wouldn't be what she would choose but we go up there together and it's like that quality time and I I really like that because it's something that just me and her do that is something that we always do and it just brings that kind of sense of togetherness like it's something that we do it's something that we share and then I get to go home and I get to now I buy a program every single time so I've got a collection of all of the shows I've been to and I've got a program for every single one of them and I quite often go in and I look at some of my favorite shows and I think oh this is what we did in that time and this is what we did there so I feel like as a sense it kind of brought us closest together and something that we will now share and I don't know what I'm going to do when I go to uni because that's not going to be probably happening anymore so like it just brings those memories and stuff for me I think it's developed me as a person a lot coming in like I think I really took an interest in it when I was 11 12 like properly like I did um a school musical did Little Shop Horrors my first musical special place in my heart I love that show and um I think it finally hit me that this is something that I could be doing all the time when like we started picking GCSEs I just suddenly thought I could this could be my life I could be pretending to be other people and like building this whole other side of myself for the rest of my life and I just think it's just so like enriching because you're never done there's always something more you can do it's not like when you're like in a business company which I have no clue how it works but like you get to the top and then it's kind of like that's it CEO kind of directing the company now what else do I do when you're in theatre I think there's just like acting as a whole there's so much that you can do there's always you can do more you can change this you can change that no performance is perfect there's so much about like the human condition that you can learn and like 
interpret through performance and I think that's my favorite thing about it just that you can round yourself out a lot more yeah um I theatre has been such a big part of my life since I've been so little I started stagecoach when I was three years old because um I was too much to handle at home I'd be running around moving so much so they were just like right let's just put her into something where she can use that energy and then I'd come home and I'd sleep (laughs) which was something that was really helpful for my parents and stuff and yeah I've had friends that I made when I was three in early stages when I started and I'm still friends with them now, still going to Stagecoach. And it has been such a big part of our lives. And we've been given so many amazing opportunities through it. Like I've been able to perform at the Marlowe, been able to perform in the West End, things like that. It's been absolutely amazing. And we've gone through an amazing emotional journey together because I've been there for them. They've been there for me it's just given me that sense of support that I haven't been able to find anywhere else. And yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Theatre in my life, apart from like silly little primary school plays that were always quite interesting, um, (laughs) has basically just been my like secondary school experience. Like I've been in the school musical every year um even though like I've only been an extra for pretty much every year because again like we've said before it's just that sense of community like I as a tiny year seven was joking around and playing games and talking with six formers which at the time were terrifying because they're like giants and you're tiny But because of drama and because of the school play, we were able to talk to each other. Um, And like all through GCSE, again, just the sense of community and having to build up the characters and have that empathy for characters, I like to believe has made me like a better friend, a better listener, because I'm able to like empathize with people a lot more or at the very least sympathize with people a lot more because I'm able to sort of go this is how they think about their situation and then sort of relate that if I'm trying to give any advice or not. And I think that's something, that's something that a lot of people take for granted. From my experience as well, even though I've not been like involved in theatre as much, Danny talking about like year seven, like the end of year production and stuff, that brought people that weren't even in drama together. Because I remember um, I used to be in the orchestra with my violin and stuff. And I remember like, I've, I've still got my little orchestra shirt for the school. And like, we, that even brought us together because I was playing musical instruments and we were like, it was so beautiful for me to see the way that music and acting could come together. Because before, like when I play violin, I feel like violin is a very like solo instrument. A lot of people have hobbies that bring together people like, you know, in groups and stuff, but violin for me um, was something that I always did by myself with my violin teacher. And as much as I loved it, I've never seen the way that it can work together in massive groups. And to be there, first of all, surrounded by people who play similar instruments with me and like, you know, together as an orchestra, which was amazing, not like in itself, we were learning like overtures and we were learning like backing music. And then suddenly like 
hearing the actors and seeing the whole scenes with the music in the background that was so like magical I really can't like describe it but it was it was wonderful like being part of that and I feel like it works the other way as well like it's all fine oh my word it's all fine like in the drama room you're rehearsing your scenes with everyone and obviously when the props come in that's a whole other thing when the props come in it starts to feel really weird like me and Danny we both played the same character we were playing um Roosevelt in Annie and as soon as we got the wheelchair it was like whoa and you have to learn you have to basically learn the entire scene over when you have props because sometimes it won't work but it works the same like it's fine when you're in the drama room and you're all working together and then as soon as you're on the stage and you've got the music as well it is such a magical experience because you're like this is it doesn't feel like it's coming together it's lots of little itty bitty pieces and then suddenly all of a sudden everything just comes together and that day that you do like the full rehearsal granted it's not perfect it is never ever perfect and they'll all the teachers will always be angry and they'll be like you've not learned your lines we're not doing this show They're always the stereotypical like I'm not the one whose parents are paying to come and see me okay this is yours that stereotypical line I think every drama student can say that they have heard but as soon as you get the music and that full rehearsal it just suddenly feels like wow like those long rehearsals everything is worth it when you eventually start to see it coming together yeah because there's also like those unspoken rules of theatre like if you have hairspray it is a communal item if you have hair clips hair bands safety pins anything it is everyone's it just goes in a pile in the middle and you just take it when you need it it is just one of those rules that just is in theatre and that's what I think makes it so amazing because there's just so many communications that you can have with people without even saying anything which makes it so amazing for me. <laughs> the show that I'm going for later is a part of like a summer camp, which you do, you put together a full two and a half hour musical in two weeks, which is terrifying. The show we did in 2019 was Our House. So it's like a jukebox musical with madness songs and it's, oh, it's so good. Um, it has the Guinness World Record for the fastest costume change done in four seconds on stage he goes from this white tracksuit into a full suit and we and like I'll have to show you the video afterwards it's insane but um it's that all the thought that goes into backstage as well I feel like that's always forgotten that um we had like a West End band and that we get in the West End band for that kind of show and like you watch them they come in and they're just like automatically on it and you're just like what the hell <laughs> like it takes you to, it takes you months to like properly learn a role and then you come in and you see these um you see the band come in all completely learned and you're just like wow there is so much like with the lighting and the sound like after spending I directed a couple shows at school and like spending time behind that is such an enriching experience as well because you suddenly realize it's not just about on stage it is such is everyone and when you've been there a while when you know the people who do backstage and you you form a relationship it is just it's just so nice like everyone loves each other it's, it's lovely we're gen z and we want change viewpoints well we've got a range and we're not too young we know what we're talking about we're not gonna be quiet we'll be as a warning, this next section is discussing the harmful effects of method acting and contains mention of suicide and details of disturbing behaviour. 
Listener discretion is advised. I think we've sort of touched on like how theatre and like other communities like support each other. But outside of that, do you think there's enough like support for people in theatre? Because there is a lot of like negative side to that. So let's backtrack a bit to like um, when you guys are talking about the mental, um, emotional strain that you guys go under when you're like getting in person for roles. I know there's this thing called method acting and stuff, which can actually like, I, so one of you will explain it properly, but like, yeah. Do you think there's enough support outside the theater like going in like um, for people within the theater? Yeah, um, method acting is basically where you, for a certain amount of time, whether that's the time you're in the show, the time you're filming something, you will just totally become that character. And it's basically like you take off a hat that's you and you become that character for the entirety of your time. Like, um, for example, the most well-known case of method acting going a little bit too far was um, Heath Ledger when he was playing the Joker and he got so into his role he was writing journals where he'd have psychopathic like rants about how much he wanted to kill people and he got so into that role his performance in that film is absolutely astonishing I think it's one of the most mentally unhinged performances I've ever seen and the fact that he then ended up committing suicide because of the mental strain that, that role had on him that shows that the theatre industry and the film industry, they don't have enough support for actors because the same support that you might have when you're you will be totally different to when you're, say, method acting because you won't be you. And that's how... I think people need to try and understand that acting is not just pretending to be someone else. It is, in some cases, becoming them. So, like, with more detail on method acting, when you say that for the entirety of the role, you're like that character, do you mean like, um, you mean like on stage and like outside of recording and filming and stuff, you're also that person? Yeah. Yeah, because um, I can't remember who it was, but I remember there was one actor that ended up sending like a dead rat to someone's um, caravan that they were staying in on site. I cannot remember his name for the life, but he was the most recent Joker in like Suicide Squad. And he became like method acting as well. But obviously that Joker was a lot different than Heath Ledger's Joker. Thank you. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. He ended up sending like a dead rabbit. I think he sent like a, all I can think is a thumb, but I'm not entirely sure that that's correct. But he sent really, really creepy stuff to like Margot Robbie, um, Will Smith, like, and he blamed, not blamed it because that's not really that word, but it was because of he got so into the method acting and like, I think it is, it can be quite dangerous sometimes. Obviously, you can see on screen how it, portrays in his characters but actually sometimes like with Heath Ledger it can become really dangerous and with Jared Leto it can become quite scary for the other characters you can imagine like you playing it's okay if you're playing like like a British mother maybe and you become like a British mother you put the accent on you 
have some children, not real children, but you know what I mean? But if you're becoming like a real deep and dark, like psychotic character, I feel like there does need to be an element of help after you filming to get back out of that character and become yourself. And like Sophie said, put your you hat back on and take off your character's hat. What kind of support do you think is needed for um, like within the theatre industry? And even like, even not for like the big roles, because I know some of you guys might not be doing big roles like, you know, like the Joker and stuff. But even still, like what support do you think is needed for people in theatre when they have to go through these like really emotional roles? Um, When I was, obviously I mentioned the fact that I was having to play this girl called Angelica. When I was doing that, it was literally for me, it was a case of talking to my friends about it. And like, even now, Isla, this is nothing to you, by the way, because you're in my devised group. And I don't have to become a character, but basically my character is the homeless woman. And throughout the entire thing, she basically gets bullied because our piece is about- I'm so sorry, I'm all (laughs) for you. (laughs) Our piece is about the class system. And obviously in terms of that, the homeless people who don't have a job and don't really have money they're like at the bottom of the class system so there's a reason behind the bullying but there are points where I have to remind myself that it's not them bullying me it's them bullying my character and it's very easy to do and I can see you getting really sad about this I promise I'm fine (laughs) it's just there are points it's like I have to joke about it because it's easier for me to go, haha, I get bullied, than have to sort of dissociate because I'm scared of forgetting the character, if that makes sense, even though I don't have to become it. Same thing with the Angelica character, because again, obviously having to act like a mother who has lost her child, whose kid had been experimented on, because obviously the Nazis did awful things to kids who had like genetic um, differences and mutations and stuff. Um, having to act like that and because her son dies and then there's a point where she has like her mental breakdown and then she like hallucinates that her son is still around and she I'd have to be carrying like a teddy bear and talking to it as if it was still like my kid and having to do that takes a lot and like for me it was just a case of talking to my friends about it and being like this is a lot to handle and I think it's just sort of talking about it more and recognizing it more because like I like to think nowadays people are talking a lot more about how like most people need to go to therapy and that's okay it's not a bad thing to need to go to therapy and talk to someone about your problems and I think with society generally moving that way hopefully if people in theater recognize the sort of mental strain that roles can take more people will talk about it with their friends or find a therapist or teachers, parents, whatever. And it can be a lot more of um, a more, I don't know, less straining, I think, on people. I don't know. The psychotic character is always more fun to play, though. 100%. I did um, Blanche in Streetcar and, like, it was so much fun, but at the same time, you get to the point where I'm just like, I really don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, you build up a sense. Characters are very personal. Like, you build up your own concept for this character instead of, like, watching people and being like, I'm going to do it exactly like that. It's personal to you, so every performance is different. And you get to a point where it's like, you know the character inside out. You know how it's going to work. 
and yeah just she I ended up hating her I was just like it was so annoying <laughs> like um but I've lost my train of thought now back to the point where um with support I think as a whole we've like skipped over like the most obvious one of being like financial support and things especially in wake of like the pandemic there's been so many actors who are just struggling as a whole in, in terms of money and that has a, like a knock-on effect one of my teachers um who is in a uh, can I say I'm gonna say it anyway um he is in Andrew Lloyd Webber's new Cinderella yeah I know and I just thought oh my god he hasn't said who he is um and I won't say who he is but like very exciting can't believe it he deserves it he's absolutely brilliant but um he in coming into the pandemic he was all like do I do this anymore I've had a run of auditions that just haven't worked out I haven't got jobs in a while um and he was struggling with the concept of being like is it now time for me to retrain and I think that's been overlooked quite a lot just that people in the industry at the moment have been thinking unless they're like mega famous and mega secure everyone has been struggling and that just has a knock-on effect to the, th the thought that like it's your passion it's something that you've always wanted to do and like there's so many people who just like are too scared to pursue it and end up in like an office and they're all like I don't really enjoy it I wanted to do this yeah I think there needs to be more support as a whole people need to realize how important arts are because what like what are we if we're not doing something creative I think there's always something new to do in the arts there's it's always changing there's always a new outlook you can have on things there's always a new way you can take something and you're never repeating yourself it's always something different and like having that freedom comes with a lot of instability at the same time there still needs to be support in that it's not a nine-to-five job unless you're really big it's like it's however long you get and then that's it you have to go find a new one and it's like with temporary jobs and all that it's really grueling it needs to be talked about more often um okay so kind of like because we've kind of been speaking about obviously a little bit about the pandemic and what's happening to theatres and what could be happening to them in the future rather maybe not in light of what's happening but where do you see like or where can you see theatre going in the future do you think now after the pandemic people will be treating it differently and saying actually it is really really beneficial or do you think in light of everything that's been happening that actually maybe theatre might be a dying thing which I hope it isn't because that would make me very sad also, not only the um, pandemic, but also the other events of the past like few years, sort of with like the increase in like Black Lives Matter and Me Too and like awareness about different problems that may be um, going on in society that might also be infiltrating different um, sectors like the theatre. In my opinion, I think that I hope that people see when the theatres come back and they will come back when they come back that um, people, I hope people will see actually how we were knocked back, but we came back fighting and we will come back fighting. Like there's been so many things and there's this one video that honestly makes me cry every single time I watch it. Is It's in support of the show Will Go. Is it the show Will Go On? The show must go on. One of the two. And it's like the show will go on and it's them singing and we will come back home from the greatest showman. And that honestly 
I, I've just said that I get goosebumps. It makes me so emotional because I like to see if this is still happening when we're at our lowest and we've hit our bottom, then what can happen when we finally get going again and we can finally hit our stride again? And I think we will come back 10 times stronger and we will come back 10 times stronger. Get that all emotional good. on you guys. That's goosebumps. <laughs> I love that song. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I feel like um, theatre just keeps coming back it's an art form that we've placed so much importance on without realizing like Britain parades itself as being a country with like arts like the Beatles and like all the classics and like Shakespeare um which like where it's come back I think um especially like with all the changes in like the way like society has been changing over the like, past years or two like there's been a lot of like different realizations and there's so much more in like colorblind casting or color that's the wrong term to use color conscious I think where it's instead of just like casting someone just because they're a person of color it like takes into consideration the role and like makes like visible roles for um people of color and just as a whole like everything like adapts and changes and I think people will realize how much of an emphasis is placed on the arts and how much we do really need it to like as a society to like step like step back and evaluate because so much of like what's going on in the present moment is then like parodied in um in the theater or like reinvented in a way so that you sit back and you think actually this is what we need to do changing going forward yeah we i really hope that this pandemic has shown people how much theatre means, whether it not be to them personally, but to other people. I hope it's sort of shown how much people care about it. And then on the more sort of like social change, I'm pretty sure Phantom of the Opera in the West End has cast their first um, black woman as Christine, Lucy St. Louis, I think. Um, which is obviously really cool, but then you have to think about the fact that this is the first black woman. We're in 2021, and this is the first black woman that has ever played Christine. And I think my point for where I want this to go sort of socially is representation, not just POC roles, but LGBTQ roles and neurodivergent roles and, you know, like physical roles with physical disabilities and not just having those roles but also those roles being played by people who are like are LGBTQ, are POC, are neurodivergent, do have a physical disability. Like I'm not saying like in my opinion I'm not saying a straight person can't play a gay role but a gay actor should be prioritized over a straight actor if that makes sense we should be going for the people who relate to these roles not the people who will have to research to relate and I think that's something that hopefully after this year is going to get better because I know Book of Mormon I think is getting a rewrite because Book of Mormon is an interesting musical if you don't know about it it is a um very much racist musical it's about mormons going to africa and trying to like convert all the african people to like mormonism and like it's all very dodgy and apparently it's getting a rewrite which hopefully will make it better but yeah just sort of 
going with where society is going and getting better and like taking accountability for the sort of like awful things that theatre has done in the past and more plus size roles because we need more of them as well yeah I really do hope that people do see the importance of theatre in the future because it is such an important part of so many different people's lives and for example if we were just to get rid of it totally what would society be like we wouldn't have yes of course we would still have like art as in like painting and stuff but if we got rid of the creative side of theatre and that would just make society in my opinion just so boring because it's got no colour it's got no accentuation it's got no like feeling and community which I feel theatre and the arts just provides and if that isn't there then society would basically not be a society because we just need it it's like fundamental like we're studying this play our country's good and it's basically talking about how society and theatre is used as a socialising tool when um, Britain went to colonise Australia and how important that was then and how it made people become more eloquent and more socially educated and things like that. And I just really hope that in the future people will understand how vital theatre is to so many people and society in general. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And I think this has been a really needed and really interesting talk about the theatre in general. And, you know, usually at this point, I'll ask, what do you want the audience to take away from this? But I feel like if you listen to this point, I think you've made it very clear what you want the audience to know. Um, you know, everything from just understanding the importance of theatre and like how Sophie said, without theatre without people who were acting and making films and making movies and making shows and stuff like what what would society be like I think people don't realize how much of a staple I think most people um at least in the western world will have a tv in their house and like most people use it a lot and without all of that where would we be so yeah audience you know what to do um and I would say, I think you guys, you know, research and stuff is very needed and necessary. Like look into theatre, pay more attention and appreciate more the stuff that you're seeing and, and the content you're consuming. Because think about all of the effort and everything that people had to put into it just for you to, you know, sit down every day for like an hour, half hour or whatever and watch a show. It is a lot of work that goes into it. So definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything more to say to be honest but um okay cool so thank you everybody for listening it's been Ali A and Danny and Isla and Lauren and Sophie enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you all in the next episode bye bye bye, bye. 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 <laughs> I really want to go. And we will come back. And we will come back. 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 Come